Got it. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of Crushing. This is crazy. I have an amazing guest with us today, Lila Adarker. Um, she, well, let's see, how do we know each other? Um, I guess we were in the same cluster little discussion section freshman year. And then Always forget about that. <laughs> and Lila is really good friends with my roommate Marley because they play soccer together. And we also know each other for other reasons that we're not going to talk about right now. Um, but that's so it goes. And um, yeah, Lila, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, one important thing that you need to know about Lila is that she's a soccer player. And also she started like this little quirky little like student run business called Cook This Kit. So Lila, tell us about yourself and um, let's get into it. Um, okay, yeah, obviously I'm... Lila, I play, yeah, I play club soccer. I just started this program called Cook This Kit. Honestly, anything you need to know about me is probably related to food. My brain, 24-7, that's all that I think about. What am I going to eat? What am I going to cook? Where can I go eat? Thinking about food, thinking about other people, thinking about food. That's honestly all, all that you need to know. Um, I am from the Bay Area, close to Marley, actually, just her roommate. And I am, um, I'm trying to think of like significant things about me. I don't really yeah, know. No, why. don't worry about it. Like, okay, so you grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah, um, I grew up in the Bay. How'd you get into cooking? Like, was that something that happened at school, at home? Um. So, I mean, Bay Area is such just like a foodie place. Like, mm-hmm because of like shape and knees is like the famous restaurant and the whole farm to table culture there so I feel like the whole bay is kind of food crazy and also I think my family is pretty um pretty food crazy and I feel like I always grew up around good food and appreciating good food and was very curious about cooking and um I, I always, I think, I, I it's hard to pinpoint in an exact time when I, like, actually, I feel like there's a couple moments. I, I'd say that I always did it a little bit. Like, I found early on that I really liked the feeling of, like, seeing someone happy from someone, like, eating something that I made. I remember, like, I used to bring my teammates, like, cupcakes in the like car ride soccer practice I'd bring them like salted caramel on their birthdays or like I love that feeling of mm-hmm. um making something for someone else and around my dad's birthday the most elaborate and random meal that I made now is like turkey lasagna and like blackberry hand pies in, like seventh grade I don't know yeah. for his birthday I remember making that and I think that's always been um I've always like really loved that as like a love language, I guess. And I, yeah, I've always loved food, but I never really thought about it as something more than like a hobby mm-hmm. or like a love until quarantine, which is really interesting because I feel like a lot of people had all these like kind of self reckonings in quarantine. And I kind of had this thing where I was like, well, one, a lot of people were cooking because you have so much time like there's only 
so many things you can do. I would just run and cook and sleep. And I kind of got to this point where I was like, why am I fighting so hard against something that I love? Like, not that I was, I don't want to say that I was fighting against it, but like I was resisting, like, like now I feel like I've really fully like dove into like, I want to do anything and it'll work in a restaurant. Farmers are going to do cooking class, cooking demo, but I feel like I've, yeah, I just, I didn't really see that many people who had like gone, I don't know, it's kind yeah, of an unconventional like, path, like, I feel like. I, yeah, I feel like you touched on really like two really important things there. Like one, food is love. Like we break bread when we want to like share with people and connect with them. And I think that's mm-hmm. huge. And I think that's something that you seem to have picked up on as a child Definitely. and I think like that seems like to be where your passion for it comes from but I think also the second thing that like I like I'm like fuck yeah is like you love food and you're like why wouldn't I pursue this like after quarantine kind of like having that like mental shift and I like fully relate to that like with this radio show and like I love hard like that's my thing it's been <laughs> my entire life like nobody is shocked and so I'm literally like like at the end of the day, like, this radio show is, like, going to be, like, it's, like, my blood, sweat, and tears, and, like, my blog is my blood, sweat, and tears, like, sharing stories about, like, all the fucking shitty things that happened to me and the magical moments, like, that is the reason why, like, I am put on this earth, like, I just know it, and so, like, I get it, (laughs) like, I really get it, (laughs) there's no fucking shame in it, and, like, I think it's really beautiful that you like decided to like make a thing out of this like that's so (laughs) awesome um but before we like get into the show more i do want to take a break and listen to some music um let's play lila's first song this is perfect places by lord Every night I live and die Feel the party to my bones Watch the waste as well the speakers Fill my guts beneath the outer light It's just another graceless night I hate the headlines and the weather I'm 19 and I'm on fire But when we're dancing I'm alright Somebody take them home Let's kiss and then take off 
Perfect Places by Lord, um, DJ Ditch Bitch, back with Lila. Um, we're going to talk about cooking a little bit before we get into the crushy stuff. Um, so we talked about how you got into cooking in the first place, but I just want to hear more about like Cook This Kit and how you came up with the idea and like how you made it happen. Uh, tell us about your process. Yeah, so honestly, quite quite a saga. It was, I, I don't quite know when I had the idea, I guess, like, definitely sometime last, last school year. Um, I guess I have always, I don't want to say been like, I don't know, I've always had these weird sort of entrepreneurial ventures that have never come to fruition like I don't know I've always always a kid to like have the like lemonade stand and like uh -huh. be, like I don't know like baking cookies like going house to house like selling gingerbread men but I I've always loved the idea of like I don't know like I remember sketching out like a babysitting app in like ninth grade trying to get this like I don't know I've always loved the idea of like of a of doing something like social entrepreneurship has always like fascinated me I think and I don't quite want to say I've, I love the idea of doing something that is both good for like I don't want to say good for business good for myself and it's just like a cycle like I don't know I've like mutually beneficial like I feel like that's the basis of like social entrepreneurship is right. like not that I'm I'm not like doing it for money but I love the idea that I could like give something back I don't know I I always I had like a food account for a while I mean I still have it mm -hmm. um and I post like videos of my food and like I would like cook dinners for people um where and like I write articles sometimes haven't been doing that as much where I do like recipes and writing and stuff and like it always seemed like there was like like I love posting the photos of food and stuff but I think that I was just like realistically I want to like like I feel like people would talk to me about like oh I like I see you eating this stuff and I wish like I just eat microwave trader joe's we're like which is fine right. but it was just like like i feel like, like i wish i knew how to cook or wish i knew this mm -hmm. and i think that just going to a farmer's market or like trying a new recipe is something it doesn't sound hard but i think that it's intimidating for people to yeah. just like for go sure. to a market and like get and a it, bunch of like kale you right. know and it's also like easy to it's always easy to keep doing what you're doing and not try something new so like if you're somebody that's like maybe like you want to eat healthy but like mm. it's just easier to buy frozen food or like you lack the motivation to like go out and do it you know like having the kit i think is super helpful i don't know like i mean like i've tried your kit and like i thought it was <laughs> fabulous i was like this is great for me because i like get so you know stuck in routine and like i also like i'm really conscious about what i eat because it affects my mood and like i really care about like how my body's feeling you know and so it's like, mm -hmm. that's something that's important to me, but it can be hard to like actually like take the step. And so I feel like what you're doing is kind of like helping people take that step and like making it a little more accessible and a little easier. Um, 
exactly yeah that's really cool I kind of like to call it like cooking like training wheels almost like Uh I was like I can give you everything that you need and like but the thing is when people just like watch videos about food or like and like at the end of the day if you're going to learn to cook like you have to do it yourself and I think that's part of like the beautiful thing about cooking too is like at yeah I don't know at the end of the day you're cooking for yourself and you're working through it and like my favorite thing is like seeing people have made the recipes and be like oh like I meal prepped it or oh I did this and like I make it all the time now or now I do it with arugula or like someone the first recipe was couscous and someone's like oh I made it with eggplant or I made it like I think that and like yeah. I don't know it's like cooking is love language for yourself and for Literally. other people you know like I, so I made like your kale pesto thing. And then mm-hmm. like for lunch the past few weeks, I've been like doing like arugula and like pumpkin seed. Uh, and it's so oh good. God. I'm like, oh my God, this is like a new thing that I can eat. That's <laughs> plant-based. And I have the, now I, I got nutritional yeast too. Cause I was like, yes. a, I was, oh, it's actually kind of good. So yeah, totally. Um, I totally hear that. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing. And then like, how did yeah. this, does the school sponsor it at all? Or like, who do you work yeah. in collaboration with to make it happen? Yeah, I feel like I I missed a lot of things I'm trying to explain because I feel like there's a lot of, yeah, so, no, I, so I originally applied to be like a fellow for this thing over the summer. And then they were like, oh, um, like I was kind of trying to think of the best way to do it because I wanted help but I also didn't want help because I talked to a lot of different people and they were like oh you feel like bureaucracy they're gonna give you all these rules and like especially with food and all these things so I ended up getting a grant through the healthy campus initiative um but that took a super long time so I applied in like October and then it finally got it in like January but I am now off the grant. Like technically they sponsored okay. the pilot program, but now it's just um, my money. So okay. right. it's, it's kind of just me right now, but I'm like, we'll work with other people like in tandem, but like it's kind of, oh, and I'm also part of the UCLA farmer's market. So technically, I mean, that's where we sell them. So it's technically kind of a little subject of that, but not exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And um, <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's listen to some music and then we're gonna do <laughs> the crush stuff. Oh. Uh oh. All right. Um, let's do it. Um, this is prom by SZA. Here we go.
school and uh I like just like walked up to him in the cafeteria and he was like oh no like it was so cool because I was so nerdy and like everybody hated me like it was terrible and and it's just like oh you know but we soldiered on we soldiered on it's okay. Thomas I mean, is good. Thomas is good. Uh, as you know, Lila, this show <laughs> is about crushes as a lens for self-discovery. So what is one notable crush that helped you learn more about yourself? It could be romantic. It could be a friend. It could be a fictional character. Sports player. Tell us about it. Um, I was thinking about this. About myself. Hmm. I see there's like different routes I could take this, uh-huh. but I okay. I don't know, this is kind of an interesting way to take it, but I feel like I was major tomboy all of elementary school, uh-huh. like basketball shorts, like large t-shirts, bangs, like I don't want to say buck teeth because I don't even have braces, but I don't know. I was not like like princess girl. Um, American Doll like that was never my thing and subsequently I feel like I had crushes on boys but I don't want to say they weren't reciprocated but it just like wasn't I don't know that also wasn't my I mean I was in like elementary school so going to like six and also I so I went to elementary school middle school and high school with all the same people but in middle school you um 
merge with two other elementary schools. So when I went to middle school, I was like, there are so many new boys that I've never seen before. I was like, do I have a crush on you? Do I have a crush on you? Do I have a crush on you? Um, also, I feel like I was becoming a little more like went like back to school shopping. I'm some little like Abercrombie outfits. Like I was like kind of out of my basketball shorts era. Um, and I remember there was a boy in class that I don't even remember why we were in the same reading group or something and I had the biggest crush on him and I remember freaking out because not he asked me to go to the football game he asked me if I was going like that was like mind shattering for me somehow oh yeah and I feel like I'm would definitely categorize myself as like a hopeless romantic like I've mm. totally romanticized people and situations but I'm also at the same time a very cautious like person I don't maybe not cautious is the right way but like I definitely am not like going like I think I'm okay I'm diverging from the story but no it's I good but I wouldn't say that it, like I have a lot of friends that are guys but I don't cross that line a lot like I feel like I like think of no not I think about it with them but anyway anyway sixth grade crush on boy bottom line is that I'm also a very scared person mm-hmm. I think and I remember after school one day it was just like the classes you know school and his friends came up to me and they were like he thinks you're cute something and I'm like that terrified me obviously I'm like have I ever spoken to a boy like before like I'm like you know and then I remember we had the movie it was like Friday night movie in the park and his friends came up to me and I was like that sounds like the most terrifying thing to ever happen even though I liked him and I remember he got everyone to like look for me and I hid in a grocery bag over my head around my friends so he wouldn't be able to find me which makes no sense because I liked him I mean liked him obviously air quotes but yeah and then that was just it and then he was sad that he couldn't find me and then like (laughs) and then I like I don't know I think that I build that was like obviously a very small moment but I think that's kind of a a reflection almost of how I like liking people and I don't do it that often but I'm also very I'm very like cautious and scared I feel like I feel like I so well I can relate to a lot of situations one is that I also went to a high school that was the same middle school that was the same elementary school that like got a bunch of extra kids in middle school and then extra kids in high school so Again, like I went to school at the same time, <laughs> so I feel like same like small school, little private school environment there. Um, mm-hmm. But I so also a tomboy, like, and also friends with boys. But like, you know, I had crushes on them. But I kind of, when I was younger, I was like, oh, there's like no way that they could possibly like me. Like, and I still feel I feel like that's like low key traumatized me today too, where I'm like, oh, like 
like I'm a man like oh my god he's <laughs> me as a man and like I'm not a woman and I'm not feminine <laughs> I'm not sexual I'm just like boy um and it's still Tuesday. it might be an issue I'm not really sure um so like I totally get that and then like it's also just like like then like as soon as something's real like with a crush it's just scary and it's like fight or flight and I like do the same thing like in the past I've like run away like whenever like there are stakes with somebody I've just like run away like a friend of mine from home like I had a crush on him for years and then like I could never tell him and like then he like and like now I'm never gonna tell him like the time has passed like it's been so long and it's like not yeah not it but like I just ran away like and I never talked to him again and like you know and like I guess like what's different for me in my experience is like I'm like not shy like I am a big like bold person and I'm always (laughs) going on dates um but like I kind of realized that that's like more of like a a front because like I am like really Mm. internally vulnerable so if I can like be like badass chick who's like going on dates and fucking hella dudes, then it's like, oh, like, I actually <laughs> have to be vulnerable. But like, I'm yeah. now like over the hump with that, like 19 was that but 20, 20 has been a lot of self discovery and like, like, yeah. internal, you know? <laughs> and like, I, yeah, so I like, recently, like, shared my feelings with somebody for the first time ever. I've never done that before. Oh, I have what? And it, it went so it just was I I just like am like why why would I ever do this like what in what in my brain told me this was a good idea I do not know but bottom line is like that is like I still at the end of the day like have to be proud of myself for that because that's like improvement like if I'm somebody who is a seeking out fake relationships or b like running away like you know you talked about when like things feel real and scary then like that's probably like growth I mean I don't know. <laughs> but I'm um, like liking a boy like that's embarrassing I'm like yeah <laughs> like yeah like, I feel embarrassed I feel embarrassed about that crush me no 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 crush never yeah. um uh do you ever feel like I don't know do you ever feel like I guess, like, I want to talk about gender a little bit because I feel like we're, we kind of, like, just got into that with the, the crush sub- subject. But, like, you're a soccer player and, like, you said that, like, you know, in your childhood you identified as, like, a tomboy sort of thing. And, like, I can relate to that. But then also, you know, like, food, which is, like, this, like, really big crush, essentially, um, mm. in your life. Um, and, like, you you know, you're, like, a woman who's cooking, right? And so, like, cooking is usually something that we think of as – you know, traditionally a part of the female domestic sphere. So like, I don't know, like, how do you reconcile, you know, the trope of being a woman who cooks in the 21st century with like the past of like women who cook and then also like feeling like you're a tomboy and like you have like other interests that are really different than cooking. Like, do you ever think about Mm -hmm. that? Oh, for sure. Well, there's so many ways that I can, that, food and femininity and cooking intersect it's like like even just from the bottom the very like baseline idea that one women are supposed to cook for men and two women aren't supposed to eat also so Mm -hmm. that makes Mm -hmm. zero sense um but 
I don't know. I think that I think that I love cooking enough to know that I like it doesn't feel like I'm like confined to the the kitchen. You know, I'm not you know, like I know that there's other things that I could be doing. So I don't like I don't feel Right. Like it's a it's a choice. Yeah. It's not like this is your sphere. Like mm-hmm. that's probably the difference. Exactly. But at the same time, I totally, I think that as I've like kind of gotten into it more and like kind of grappled for role models and there's all these amazing um, like women and food, like role models and kind of heard their experiences. And especially I don't know. It's a weird thing where like domestic cooking is very female, but restaurant cooking is very male. Yeah. Um, which is super weird. Like unpaid also. labor. It's like an unpaid labor thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Like reproductive labor, unpaid, whatever. But because I've worked in restaurants a little bit um, as well, and it's kind of interesting. Um, I actually, uh, this is like, NDA can't disclose I got coffee with someone who I used to work with a woman who had had some similar experiences mm-hmm. to me um I remember her telling me that they made a comment one time that my bra strap was showing yeah and I remember one time I was in the kitchen and it's all men and they are all wearing t-shirts and I'm all I'm wearing a button-down shirt I'm like why the hell do I have to wear a button-down shirt in this 100 degree kitchen and you're wearing t-shirts like that's I don't know and there are lots of weird things about restaurants especially that are like that are oh I'm a man and I'm like aggressive and I'm cooking and I drink a lot and I'm gonna smoke in between breaks and have beautiful women around me like a very Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. body on the line as like mm-hmm. French chef things that are hard to I don't know it's such a big question food and like you have like the professionals I guess like professional restaurant like hyper masculine like cooking like wait who's that guy who's like super aggressive is that like iron Gordon Ramsay Gordon Ramsay yeah right like that's like like really aggressive and then like women like being pushed out of that and then you have like the like this idea that like a man is supposed to come home to like his wife's home-cooked meal and she's like Mm -hmm. putting in all this work but like you know, she's not getting paid for that because, like, housework is unpaid. And there are still inequalities in, like, how much housework men and women do. Like, even Mm -hmm. though we do live in the 21st century, we still see that trade-off, right? And then, like, then there's, like, this idea of, like, like, I don't, do you ever feel kind of, like, I don't know, like, kind of, like, oh, like, like, I'm, like, I'm a feminist and, like, I, like, want to, like, like, I don't know, do you ever, like, feel, like, w- almost, like, you're, like, moving backwards in a way by, like, like pursuing food is something? Like, do people ever, like, give you that kind of, like, feedback, I guess? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, I think that I've, I maybe would have had that thought before, but I feel like I've, like, the things that I'm trying to do and the people that i look up to and have like I was saying like searching for role models kind of shown me there's so many different dimensions and 
things that you can do as a woman in food. It's not just let me cook dinner for my husband and show other women how they can cook dinner for their husbands. You know, it can be like, right. Like teaching people how to cook, like writing. I love writing too about food and love and mm-hmm. food. like there's so many things that it, yeah. it doesn't have to be. Cause then I don't almost like, can't like, not counterintuitively um like in the opposite way I don't want that to restrict me from doing something that I love because I don't you know what I mean yeah I do know like it's so weird it seems like correct me if I'm wrong like that like in your family like growing up like there was this idea that you can like do so many different things with food so like Mm -hmm. it makes sense that like you kind of like saw that there were a lot of options um yeah so yeah that's cool and like in a way too like what you're doing definitely pushes back against like the one way that like people might see a woman who cooks because like instead of like you know like being that woman who's like cooking for her husband like you're an entrepreneur like you're like a young af like a young student athlete right like and you're trying to like make healthy healthy meals more accessible to people and you're incorporating love into it because like each kit is for two. And I think that's yeah. like, really rad. Um, but yeah, before we talk a little bit more about that, um, I want to take another break and listen to some music. Um, let's let's hear some Claro. Uh, this oh, is Claro. <laughs> Sophia. Let's get into it.
Sophia by Claro. Awesome. Um, all right, DJ Dick Bitch back with Lila. We are talking, we were talking about food and like the tropes that we associate with women who cook. And we kind of just like came to the conclusion that Lila's cook this kit is like kind of like pushing back against the way that we conceptualize cooking and making us like think about it in a new way, which I think is really cool. But another thing that Lila does is play soccer. And so I was wondering, you know, like, how does your experience as a woman who cooks compare to being um, a woman who's played soccer throughout your life? And also like, you know, just like being a student athlete at UCLA versus like being a student who's like involved with like the farmer's market and like bringing cook this kit to fruition. Yeah. Um, very different spaces for sure. But I guess similar to in a way that food and soccer can both be kind of like communication languages, like weirdly, like ways to bond people, like, I don't know. And also in a way that it's kind of um, male dominated in a certain way. Like I've definitely been the girl that everyone thought was good you know like trying to go up to a boy a group of boys playing pick up soccer on the field and they're all like oh like is this girl gonna like be bad or like you know what I mean um but I'm trying to think I would say that yeah it's definitely a different a very different sphere but I'd say they're both very grounding um just because I think when you're connected food and sports and I don't know they're both like very just like near and dear to people's hearts and if you like connect with someone through that way I think it's very genuine and very like I don't know I feel like it's very special I love my soccer team <laughs> yeah no I, I know I like I really I know what you mean. Like it's um. I mean, I well, I feel like I like can relate. Although, like my passion doesn't lie like directly in soccer and cooking. Like I, you know, I've like I guess I've like dipped the toe in, in both of those. Mm -hmm. I did play varsity soccer in high school. I was terrible, but like I also have, like always like been really interested in food in my life too. And I, mm -hmm. I like see that like you know like bonding with the team and like breaking bread like we said earlier. But like. I guess for me, it's more like surfing and music. Like, God, yeah, exactly. Like, don't do not do the things that you love with somebody because then you might fall in love with them. Oh, oh. Too late. Too late. Um. Yeah, but I I think that's like that's like interesting too about like what you said about like how like if you like even kind of I don't know like 
people like assume that like you're flirting with them like if you are like take interest like in the sport that they take interest in and like that's not that's not necessarily true right it's like <laughs> it's complicated like I mean like you know what I mean like it's it's also just like so arbitrary like yeah okay you could potentially be doing that but like why does it have to be the reason that you take interest in sports you know so that's no, like definitely ridiculous. I think also at the thing it made me think about something that I wrote one time where I have always um like I talked about a little I've had like pretty good like guy friends throughout my whole life um which I've always loved but coming to college uh, I made girlfriends and everything but meeting boys contained a sexual pretense that I was like very unfamiliar with because in high school it's like I've known you since I was like two it's not weird for me to I felt the same way at my high school because it was so small so I was like oh there just like wasn't a sexual pretense really yeah yeah like you have to like cross that boundary but here's like every boy you're asking to hang out it's like not that everyone would think that I was but it was like I don't know every like yeah I don't know every opposite sex interaction was like a little more like tainted with like is this you know and I feel like like, question is always there like no matter what exactly exactly and I feel like what I wrote about is that soccer and food were both things that broke that it's kind of the opposite of what we were saying honestly but that broke that down for me where it didn't feel like the first time I was um with my friend uh Jake is one of the first times I hung out with that we played soccer together one of the first times I had hung out with Marley mm-hmm. as well outside of soccer was like just playing soccer like we'll play pickup and like it feels very like human to just do that together and I would also have these dinners last year where I would cook and all the boys would bring wine and we'd just like drink and like eat and it feels like I got to know people through those way better then I'm I'm like go up to a party and talk to you then it's just like like I don't know like once I broke I feel like soccer and food were like gateway drugs into the friendship I I I don't know I do know what you mean like I think like there's really a different connotation behind you know like this kind of touches on dating in college too where it's like me you know meeting someone out at a bar or meeting someone from a dating app or like getting Uh some snapchat from your class is like completely different because you don't know them in context right versus like you know like getting to know somebody spending time with them doing something together like you both enjoy and then you like really about them and you see them as a human right which is Uh like that's like that's amazing because like we love human connection and like you know not every human connection has to be sexual um Mm -hmm. like it shouldn't have to carry that connotation but I think like knowing myself the risk is like if I get to know somebody by like sharing my passions with them, that like mm. makes you inherently vulnerable already. And so like, like, I feel like I'm putting myself at risk to be soup girl. Like I'm just going to be like a big soup of emotions. And like, <laughs> like, because, like when I'm like, you know, when I'm at a bar, like I can be all suave and like, here's my Snapchat. Like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you should have seen the shit that I like would Snapchat guys this time last year. And I'm like, what is she? 
who is that girl? Like, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Um, but it's just like funny, you know, like, yeah, I think you're so right. I think there's something so human and so beautiful about like, just like breaking bread, sharing music, mm-hmm. um, playing soccer, like, like it's yeah. awesome. And it's like, it's so great. Like, I just, I mean, I love that about life. Like I love when people <laughs> love and the things that they love to do. I think that's so special. Um, yeah, you're right. It's human. It's good. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to move into some music. Um, this is Miss Taylor Swift. We love Taylor Swift. Like, why the fuck not? Um, (laughs) but it's live from the 2020 Academy of Country Music Awards. Um, fab. Okay. I'm going to (laughs) play Next to her, but I dreamt of you all summer long. 
just heard Betty by Taylor Swift. Um, all right. I have a couple more questions for you before we wrap things up. So, so <laughs> cook this kid is for two, right? <laughs> so, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> what's the best meal for two? Uh, <laughs> what do you think? For, I think it depends. It definitely depends on what, like, are we talking about friends, talking about first date, second date, third date? All right, like, give me the rundown. I want to know okay. all of them. <laughs> I have some um, ideas, so I'll let you know how they match up to mine. <laughs> okay, so first date, I would say I you want to eat something light, not too heavy. You're probably going to be nervous. Something that you can take not too awkward bites of. Mm -hmm. I had a, I guess, first date that sounds weird to say where I um, he made this spaghetti and I could not possibly eat those noodles gracefully I was like you know you like bite them and they yeah, fall and then so totally. I just didn't end up eating any of it and he was like you didn't like it and I was like I was like well I just didn't want to like shove noodles into my face while we were conversing but so don't if you do pasta pasta is nice pasta is sexy but don't do like a long noodly shape short noodles <laughs> short noodles I personally think that fish is really nice for a first date. I think that it, fish is very sexy, I feel like. I don't know. It's very, like, you can have wine with it. You yeah. can, like, I don't know. Like, it feels a little special, too. It's not like you're just, like, make fish on, like, a Monday night. Like, it feels like you're, like, treating yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not too difficult to eat. It's not smelly or weird or everyone loves fish I don't know and it's yeah and it's like not like your stomach's gonna be like freaking out after um and I would recommend a glass of wine with um your meal though so I've been in two I've been in two interesting situations actually where one first time where spaghetti man cooked for me uh, it was a Monday night and I was like, I can't come off as like the needs wine on a Monday night type of girl. Like I'm not going to ask for wine, but he was cooking with wine mm -hmm. and I like wanted it so bad. But I'm like, I can't ask you for this right now. I don't even know you. And then the next time that I cooked for someone um, in that same context, the other person didn't drink. So I was like, I don't, I'm not going to like, yeah drink while you're not and then I ended yeah so it was kind of interesting where I was like I'm gonna do that again but then hmm. but also this is a different situation it wasn't like we had just met each other like the first one yeah. was like I didn't really know the person but I still poured a teeny tiny glass of wine for myself the second time <laughs> I think it just eases the inhibition so what's like the <laughs> second date third date like you can just make it one but like what you know what's the upgrade like I'll, okay I, I I'll tell you what mine is or should you okay tell yeah me? no tell me tell I me. think sushi is the way to go because oh are we cooking it or are we eating? oh Oh, well, I don't know how to make yeah. sushi. I don't know how hard that <laughs> yeah. is. I think if you're going to buy food, you want to buy sushi because you can get, like, the same rolls. Like, obviously, there's even numbers, and you each try it at the same time. So I think it's kind of quirky and fun. But do you want to give us the little cooking version of, like, the second, yeah. third date level up? 
<laughs> definitely sushi is a good date food it's also clean also sushi is very like clean sexy I feel like it's like very good date food I feel like second and third day I want to say you're a little more comfortable can like go a little more like I don't want to say comfort route but I would say pasta for a second date it feels a little more a little more comfy I'd say pasta or something with potatoes Okay, rad. Yummy. <laughs> Crispy potatoes. Is that uh is that maybe what we're gonna be eating next week? <laughs> Actually, that is what we're gonna be eating next week. We had a little situation where I was gonna eat sweet potatoes and uh-huh. then evidently there are no more sweet potatoes All at right. the market, which oh, is cool. great. <laughs> but um, I had a random stroke of maybe I'll do this with normal potatoes and lemons instead of lime. So we will be having baby potatoes. <laughs> I love how foodie your brain is. It's great. You're like, and this and that. I love it. <laughs> Let's do one more song and then you can plug yourself. All right. Okay. All right. This is going to be Feels Like by Gracie Abrams. We make food, we make art, 
We listen to crushing. <laughs> we make cook this bit. We collab. All the things. Wow, crazy. Um, okay, Lila, before we sign off, will you please plug yourself? Where can people find Cook This Kit? Where can they contact you? Like, give us the scoop. <laughs> so, Cook This Kit Instagram. Everything is pretty much on Instagram. Working on a website, though I know nothing about website design, so that might come <laughs> later. Um, so it's just at cook this kit, no dots, slashes, anything. My Instagram feed account is bites by the bay. Also no slashes or anything. And yeah, everything's pretty much on the Instagram. There's like link tree in the bio with some signing up and articles and recipes and relevant things. But yeah, it's all it's all pretty much there. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for being on. That was episode 11. <laughs> Thank you. That was so much fun. Cool. Bye.